Hello and welcome back to the Nash and Pine Sports Chat. I'm your host, Wilson Time Sports Reporter Andrew Schnitker. Joining me here, Sports Editor Paul Durham. It's a great month of the year for basketball, and it was certainly a great Saturday afternoon for Wilson Prep Paul. They went into NC State's Reynolds Coliseum, beat Eastern Randolph 84-73 to to capture the Tigers' second state title in the past three years. Yes, and all time, too. And what a team. I mean, they, as like we were just talking about, they got better throughout the season. I would argue that they played their best game of the season Saturday in the state championship game, and that's what you want to do. Have five guys scoring in double figures. And David Ellis, the the – game MVP I mean you know he's he's a rebounding machine normally and he was Saturday with 19 boards but man when he scores 14 points they are hard to beat when he's scoring on the inside like that so all you know hats off to Wilson Prep and Anthony Atkinson junior and senior and that whole staff for putting together a team that I'll be honest with you in December they didn't look like they were capable of doing that when I saw them they lost to Farmville Central by almost 30 points well, I'd love to see those two teams play again right now. Well, and, you know, in talking with Ant after the game on Saturday, you know, he talked about scheduling, you know, playing Farmville Central twice, playing Greenfield twice, playing some out-of-state powers even. You know, all of that was designed to make Wilson Prep better and to show them some of the adverse situations that they would have to hand- handle on their route if they wanted to win a state championship, which, I mean, Saturday they have one in the second quarter – Jamar Jones was on the bench with three fouls, and I think Eastern Randolph had like a 9 nothing run or something, took the lead. Wilson Prep ended up taking the lead back before halftime, and that was it. That was the only time that they trailed in that entire game. So really, I think, you know, all of those early season situations that they saw helped get them to that point, and that's why, you know, it made a schedule like that. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, that's obviously the, the reason, you know, they – and that, that wasn't it. I mean, they, they got beat decisively by some team from Maryland in the um, Durham Christmas Tournament Champions Classic in Durham. I mean, lost by like 30-some points, just hammered. Lost two out of three. And, um, you know, but ever since they beat Greenfield and Leslie Minner hit that big three-pointer at the 1.7 seconds, their first win over Greenfield, they haven't lost. Technically, they did. They lost their last regular season game because the NCHSA made them forfeit because they had played too many games. So they had forfeit. They won it by 30. So they didn't really lose ever since that second tournament game, I think. Um, what a great run down the stretch. I mean, they were just the best team on the court, and they never – you know, they got behind early. They struggled with foul troubles. Um, David Ellis was on the bench. Jamar Jones against Chatham Charter, the team that beat them in the semifinals last year. I mean, no problem. Those guys were just – so cool and calm and collected. Same against when they played Bertie. They never looked like they were worried at all. No, uh, even and I mean and against Bertie. I mean there was a couple. I think you know Bertie's star player hit two threes in the last minute of the game. They were up seven. All of a sudden they were up two. Minter goes. They had missed some free throws. Minter goes to the line, hits two, and the game's over. I mean yeah, they just uh, they they were ready for any situation that they had to handle, and that that was. You know, by design of everything that, you know, Ant and his staff put them through in, in terms of that non-conference schedule and everything else. Yeah, well, they, you know, they know. They, Ant kept saying, they're locked in, they're locked in. And that was the, those kids knew that if they played defense hard every game, they were going to be in every game. 
because the offense is going to come and go. But if you play defense hard and you stay out of foul trouble, you're going to be in it. And that's where that confidence comes from. They know that what they're capable of doing defensively, and so they weren't too upset or worried about it. But, I mean, I tell you, they should have lost to Chatham Charter. I mean, there was, a, there was an open three that hit the front of the rim. They looked like they had that game won. And then, you know, it came down to a three-point attempt that would have, you know, was right on line. If it gone in, they'd be at home. And so, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit of luck to, to win the state championship. You just got to be the team that survives. But they created their own luck, I feel like, for the most part, because that defense on that last possession with Chatham Charter, the kid that shot the three, he did not want to shoot it, and none of his teammates wanted to shoot the ball. They were passing the ball as fast as they could, whereas on the other end, Jamar Jones takes it to the hole, when the game is tied, you know, five guys for Wilson Prep wanted the ball to shoot it. No problem. They all knew they could put the ball in the hole. And then when Chatham Charter got it, they didn't, you know, it was nobody wanted to be the one taking the shot, in part because of that defense that Wilson Prep was playing. So I, I give them all the credit in the world. I don't know if this team that won it this year is better than the team they had two years ago. There's only two guys that were on that team, Makai Eatman and um, Brandon Anderson. And they didn't play a whole lot as much as they do now. Uh, so it doesn't matter because they're going to, you know, be two-time champions. And who's to say they can't win a third next year? Because they got, well, they got Mc, Jamar and Makai are, are graduating and Devin Newby. But, they, you know, the other guys are coming back. Well, you look, I mean, you look at it on Saturday. It's, you know, it's funny. We talk, they had, you said they have five guys scoring double figures, which, you know, it's kind of been their mentality all year in terms of getting it done collectively, but that was never on greater display. I mean, you just go down the list. Jamar had 20 points and, you know, in that second half, once he got out of, you know, out of foul jail, he had, you know, just big shot after big shot like he does. He scored 46 points combined in their last two games. Pretty good way to end a high school career. But, I mean, Les Minter had 15. You talked about David Ellis, 14 and 19 rebounds. Uh, Josh Hicks hit four threes at 17 points. Brandon Anderson had... I think like twelve eight and a twelve eight six stat line or something like that. And yeah. of those five guys, only Jamar is going to be gone. And the Tigers, I mean, they're no strangers to reloading. They lost, I think, Ant said nine seniors after that first state championship. They lost a couple of key contributors from last year's uh, regional runner-up team. So they're 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 building a budding dynasty there at Wilson Prep. I mean, I talked to Ann after the game. I said, "How do you feel about the dynasty word?" And he was like, hey, "That's what we're trying to do here. That's we want to be here every year." And you know, he's been. This is his fourth year as a head coach. This is Wilson Prep's fourth year in the NCHSAA, and they have firmly established themselves as a one A powerhouse. Yeah, for sure. And, and it upsets some people because the charter schools they don't want charter schools playing with traditional schools. Whatever. That's an argument for another day. I want to say one thing about this Wilson Prep team is everyone on that team that sees the floor, they can do it all. Every one of those kids can rebound, play defense, play uh, or dribble the ball, you know, do whatever it needs to be done. They all do it. Even David Ellis get out there and run the break if he has to. He did. He got a yeah. uh, he got a steal and a dunk in transition yeah, yeah. on Saturday. It was awesome. Well, that's what I'm saying. They all do it. They don't. It's not like one guy does this or one guy does that. Now, David's going to get more rebounds because he's 6'8", and he loves to rebound. But, I mean, they all get it done, and that's what basketball teams today have to do from the NBA all the way down. You just can't have traditional roles, traditional shooters. I mean, David's probably not the three-point shooter on that team, but 
I mean, he could, but everybody else, I mean, you got four guys who can, you know, in the starting lineup, plus men are coming off the bench. I mean, good gosh, you got a six, six, six man coming off the bench. Who's your leading scorer? And second leading rebounder. And that's the other thing. They block shots, too. Those guys can block shots like nobody's business. So, I mean, it, it, it all comes down to doing what they were asked to do, and that's why they're state champions. Yeah, it, it was, too. I mean, I think, you know, they've built a really cool thing with their fan support. I mean, you go to a game at Wilson Prep, it's awesome. You know, the atmosphere at Reynolds on Saturday, and I mean, and it was both crowds, too. Eastern Randolph brought a huge crowd. And that was a great Eastern Randolph team that Wilson Prep beat. And, you know, a cool story. It was the first, their first trip to the state championship game in program history. They've been known as more of a football school, but they had a first-year head coach, uh, Johnny Thomas, who was actually a teammate of Anthony Atkinson Jr. with the Harlem Globetrotters. I wrote about that last week. But, um, so, you know, I would not be surprised even to see a a rematch between those two in a near future state championship game. Yeah, for sure, because 1A is not that big. And so, like, you know, you, you... They'll be back. They'll be back. There's no transfer portal on high school sports yet. Um, so I would expect Eastern Randolph. I would expect Chatham Charter. Bertie. I don't know how many seniors Bertie had, but you know they got to have a few good players. Bertie. I mean Riverside Martin's always a team in the mix. North Edgecombe. Northampton County. Bishop McGinnis, who Eastern Randolph beat in the one in the West Regional Final, came back from a 21 point deficit at halftime in the West Regional Final to beat Bishop McGinnis. So, wow. Which was part of the reason why if you were Wilson Prep on Saturday, even I think they got their lead up to as much as 14 in the third quarter. In the third quarter, you could never feel quite safe. And they, you know, they did make it a little hairy a couple times in the in the fourth quarter, but Wilson Prep always had the response that they needed. Yeah, they were cool. I watched the game on TV, and it was kind of fun watching those kids play on TV after watching them play in the, in the Tigers' den, which is – more like the Globe Theater with everybody sitting on one side. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a lot of fun for them the next few years. So, uh, like I say, Tiger, Tiger Pride. There you go. Yeah, well, it'll be certainly a lot of fun to see where that program goes in the future. But that's going to um, close the book on a pretty pretty fun local basketball season this year. Well, it's not of, completely going to well, close the book. We've got not some, for us, but we for got everybody. some all area and players of the year right, to, but to there's decide. No more, there's no more games. Yeah, and that comes out on the Easter, so it'll right. be and long. We, we'll have a tough, we'll have some tough calls to make on the all area teams this year. Yeah, it's a lot of good players around here. There were, there were some, so. gr- so there were some great teams, some great players, some great seasons, so well, how many teams won championships? Yeah, I mean Wilson Prep girls. Wilson, or no, 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 no. Wilson, Wilson Prep Christian boys, girls. Wilson Christian girls. But then you know conference championships. CCS boys played in their association final. Fike won a conference championship. Fike girls won a conference. Field girls won a conference. Made it to the fourth round for the first time since I believe two thousand eight. CBA cock boys were stepping outside of Wilson. They they were conference champs in the Quad County. Yeah. So a lot of good players, a lot of good talent. It's gonna Green, be fun. Greenfield boys Greenfield. made made it to the NCISA. I, I, State I we forget Greenfield game. boys and girls. Are both girls, well. yeah, made it to the final did, four. Did girls didn't win a title, but they still were made it to the semifinals. Well, Wayne, second the straight, yeah. Wayne Country Day girls are pretty tough to get yeah, past. Yeah, that's so true. They, they still Greenfield had a very good season, especially given some of the. And, and I will say this about the girls. That we talked about them early in the year. Rocky Mount girls. They went, they ended up going to the state championship, but they lost by ten points to. Uh, I can't remember one of the Rowan teams. Yeah, West Rowan. West Rowan, I, I guess. Um, 
All I can say is West Ryan must be really good because that Rocky Mount girls team was about as good as any I've ever seen. I need yeah. to see them play. I did, and I'll <laughs> I, I can, I'll attest to that. That they were, they they were they were a good group. They were um, had a chance. Well, you've had a you had. I don't think I saw. I was at. I went to a game at Farmville Central, but I don't think I actually saw. Farmville Central's team play this year. Yeah, you did. Well, I saw them play Wilson Prep, and man. they they won the two A state championship. Yeah, they're good. So, <laughs> and that was they were good. There was only what was it? Was it five to three West? I think was that what we determined? Uh, out of all all eight, eight um, I know there was uh, the four A girls was East Panther Creek. That's right. And um, and the two A was West for girls. I can't remember. Um, the 3A was West. I, I don't know who won the 3A boys. I never checked on that score. Was yeah. it Northwood? I think. I, I can't remember. I, yeah, I don't I know. I can't remember. Anyway. Spring sports is here. Spring sports is Even here. though it's not even spring, it's still winter. And it felt we're like under a, Well, we're under a freeze warning here tonight. Yeah. So, uh, there you go. But I'll but say it, this. At least the Brittany was, was tolerable. I could it stand was, being out there. It was better than last year. It, it was <laughs> That, that Saturday, Everything was better than the 2022 Brittany. That Saturday, Friday at the, you didn't go out there fr- Friday at the Brittany last year. I think it might have rained in the late session, but I was oh, there no, was for warm. the you were there. evening session there. last year. It was beautiful, but the Saturday was like the, Gillette yeah. was like the Arctic yeah. tundra. It was on. a place nobody wanted to be. You should have stayed at home that day. But this year was great. I mean, we had a lot of wind on Saturday. <laughs> I, I walked over to field eight. Felt like I was on the bow of the Titanic because the wind was just <laughs> blowing straight off of that field to North Johnston. I was playing Bartlett Yancey. The poor girls on the bench were all just trying to pull their jerseys over yeah, their legs to stay warm. Well, the one thing about Friday, because we had some rain on Friday afternoon, not a ton, but for the first half of the 7.30 games on Friday, the, I, I have never seen anything like this. I mean, I'm out there taking pictures I, I can't see what's happening on the far end of the field. I mean, that fog is so thick. I felt bad because it well, was it made for some dramatic photos. Well, it was. It did. It did. It made for some cool stuff. But it was like Fike was playing East Lincoln. They won four nothing. But three of Fike's goals were on long shots in the first half that I'd be willing to bet the goalkeeper couldn't even see because they were just coming right, right. out of the fog. Well, I can tell you from from being out there. I went out there Fridays out there most of the day on Saturday and getting a chance to see Hot and Fike and Bettingfield, CCS Greenfield, North Johnson. I can't remember who else I saw. Just about everybody. Southern Nash. I will say this. We got a lot of good girls soccer players in this area. Probably just as many as we did basketball or basketball of all kinds. And it's going to be a fun spring for girls soccer. It, it really is. And, you know, we've, we've kind of seen, you know, the distribution of talent in this general area. We saw it last year with Randall Mendoza's uh, WISA 06 team that went to nationals. You know, a lot of these girls that are on these high school teams yeah. play on that. I would bet they are going to go back this year. Well, at that. least they're at least going to go to regionals that. and try to win their way back to the nationals, that national team. championship series. Yeah, a lot of these girls play on that team. But I mean, you look, you you just look around. I mean, you look at Hunt went to the East Regional Final, or was it the regional fourth final? round? Fourth, they went fourth round, round last, last year. year. They they were Twenty-two and three. Fight went sixteen six and one. Things have changed, though. Sam Malaw, who was an all-conference defender at Hunt last year, is now, she was a freshman. She's now at Fight. She's a sophomore. She's going to add to that team. Fight's got some some freshmen, Allery Pitt and Madison Farrell and uh, Emery Skinner up from Elm City. They're all contributing. And, you know, and Hunt's also, you know, Hunt lost uh, Sam. They also lost um, Cameron Graybill, whose twin sister Sydney is still playing. She was a good uh 
player for Hunt last year. Is my understanding she's just focusing on other things. Um, so Hunt's come, you know, they've lost a little bit. Fights gained a little bit. They have, but they, I mean, you still you look at Hunt. You still have Mariah Pol- Polk, Susan Guzman, yeah. Maddie Brown. I mean, you have. It, it would not surprise me in the slightest for Hunt and Fike to both be in the Eastern top, Finals. But yeah, I mean, to I mean for them both to be top four seeds. Be hard for them probably to be one and two if you know one wins the conference yeah. and one doesn't. But for them both to be top four seeds when that East bracket comes out in May, I mean they're that's two great yeah. teams. You, I mean, and you just go down the list. I mean, Bettingfield, they're on the rise. They've got um, Iris Martinez. You know, she's a freshman, freshman, freshman goal scorer. Yeah, she's lighting the lamp for Bettingfield. So I think Ed Hunter's got a team on the rise over there. I mean, you look at. Well, I tell you, I've learned over this weekend um, that the best, probably the best players, uh, the seventh and eighth graders uh, in WYSA, I won't say all the best players, but a lot of them are at CCS. They've got a great. And they team. got this next wave of young talent over at CCS. I don't know if they're going to stay there or you know, there's, they're only a seventh, eighth grade. has got a lot of uh, school left, but. I mean, you got that Greenfield. You got Chloe Howard back at Greenfield. I mean, you can argue Chloe's the best player in Wilson right now. Um, she's certainly going to bring a lot to Greenfield. And so, you know, Greenfield's expected to contend for a 2A independent championship. Hunt and Fike are expected to contend for 3A NCHSA championships. I mean, Wilson Christian. I would not be surprised to see them contend I'm for NCCSA. Well, they, they kind of almost do every year anyway. But, yeah, they've got – I mean, between but they've got a really Bree good. Little and Chloe Villaverde are two elite players yeah. for the Lady Chargers. And, of course, you know, CCS is playing that new Mid-Atlantic Christian Athletic Association. I mean, they they should be there at the end too. So, like I said, a lot of talent in Wilson and girls soccer, even Southern Nash, not in Wilson but just outside. They're loaded. They should win their conference. They yeah. got some good players. They went deep. They went, I think, at least into the because I think I covered a third round game at Southern yeah. Nash last year. So they're um, so get out and check out some girls soccer. We're gonna have Hunt playing fight. Well, at least in the girls soccer, they're not playing. The girls, the, the baseball and softball is going to play each other twice right before Easter break. So yeah. they're going to get that out of the way. But the soccer is going to come back. But they are going to play each other at Hunt the first time. That's going to be some big-time games, I think. that's I'm, I'm already looking forward to Hunt fight girls soccer. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, it's going to, going to have huge implications both, obviously, for the Quad County Conference and probably whoever wins the conference between Hunt and Fike probably going to have a pretty good chance at being that number one overall seed in the East region. You would I think. think. When, the, Eastern, when the playoffs roll Eastern around. Eastern Alamance is still out there. They beat Hunt last year. That's so. true. And that was, a, that was a very good team. That was a great game. It was an over, a double overtime game, I think, between Hunt and Eastern Alamance out at um, they played it out at Gillette last year. It was That's a great, right. It was a fun game. Great atmosphere. So, Wasn't that fun for Hunt? No. But yeah, so I guess next time we'll be talking about baseball, softball, girls soccer, all the spring boys sports. Tennis, some boys tennis. We've got a the lurking. You know, might even talk about lacrosse. We might, or or even maybe a little golf. You know, we've got the yeah powerhouse yeah. with the O'Neill twins over at Bettingfield. And Ethan so, Boyette at fight. Yeah, I mean, we 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 will certainly have no shortage of storylines this spring. All right, so there you have it. There you go. That'll do it. We will talk to you guys again next week. Goodbye.